You're listening to We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a supernatural superfan and a supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the Hit CW show. And this week, we are covering season four, episode two, Are You There, God? It's me, Dean Winchester. I'm Kenzie. I'm Haley. And we need to talk about Sam. And I'm sure you guys can hear the dog. <laughs> I tried to get her to go over there so that she wouldn't be squeaking while we recorded the intro. But no, she had to come be an asshole. Dog, come here. You're a butt. Okay, should we do this thing? Let's do this thing. I don't know why Chloe is so insistent on having our attention right now. But she is. <laughs> so there are going to be a lot of Chloe interruptions this episode. Put your phone away. Oh, Look at baby. He's so cute. He's a little puppy. He's getting a bath. He's a little Frenchie. Yeah. He's getting a bath. He's so cute. Frenchies are so cute. I know they have a lot of health issues, but they're so fucking cute. <laughs> they're even cuter when they're bred with like slightly the longer noses and stuff. So cute. Okay. Um, so, I have no idea what was in the recap for this episode because Netflix skipped it, so apparently it used the song Lonely as the Night by Billy Squire, I think is how you say his last name, but we don't know what happened in the recap. Netflix skipped it and we didn't go back. <laughs> it's like, we don't need to recap the last season or the last episode, we're okay. <laughs> we know what happened. Sometimes the recaps kind of spoil the episodes a little bit, too. They'll be like, like it'll be like a vampire episode or whatever, but there's like, or like there, there's like a mystery to the episode that ties into something that happened in the past, and they'll spoil it in the friggin' recap, and I'm like, guys, stop this. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, baby's gonna kick it off today. Do you want to entertain dog. that thing while I do it? Yeah. <laughs> Your turn to throw the duck. Um, so... We open the episode, pans to a woman asleep on her couch, and she wakes up by the TV and the lights flickering, and you can see like her breath. Mm-hmm. So it's like the temperatures drop all of a sudden, it's a, which we know those signs. It's a definitely CGI breath. Oh, it always is. <laughs> You're like, that little... doesn't look real, but okay. It gets better with the... <laughs> <laughs> At first I'm like, is she a dementor? <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't have a hood. Um, show really loves Dementor imagery. I think it's seriously. just because the Dementors have like a very classic spooky look. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so we have a lot of like soul-sucking things, though. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but this lady is not one of them. Yeah. She's hot as hell, though. Yeah. <laughs> They've come and she's like, ooh, she's strong. <laughs> <laughs> she was like ripped. Yeah, she's she got muscly. strong muscles. Um, we love a muscly lady. We, we like ladies in general. We don't discriminate. <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. revealed that she's a hunter because she goes to her full weapon arsenal in her oh closet. Oh my god. <laughs> Who needs jackets when you can have guns? <laughs> <laughs> um, and she gets 
a phone call, but it goes to her answering machine, and we hear Bobby leave a message for her. Oh, it's revealed that her name is Olivia. Yeah, saying he's like, found something Olivia. and needs her help. <laughs> yeah, something big. Olivia, however, is distracted for reasons. <laughs> and she goes to pick up an EMF reader, and it starts like humming and beeping. Um, so she goes and loads a gun and heads back to the other room when a man appears. Like a ghost man. It's very clear he's dead. Yeah. He doesn't look in the best of shape. Yeah. Um, and it's apparently someone that she recognizes because she, like, apologizes to him or yeah, something. Yeah, she's like, you. Um, and then she, like, shoots him with the rock salt and he disappears real quick. Um, and then she does a quick salt line on the door um, to try and keep him out. But... Then in her room, another ghost, this time a woman, appears behind her somehow through the salt line. Well, I don't think the, the ghost went through the salt line. Like, she hasn't surrounded herself in salt yet. She's just laid down, like, I guess that's part true. of the line between her and the guy. But there's still, like, an opening behind her. Yeah, that's true. Ghost rules are weird. <laughs> um, and then the ghost woman is gross. It's so gross. We don't see we don't see it, but we hear it, we hear and it. it's bad, and we see the aftermath, Ugh. and it is oh, it's bad. So the ghost like puts her hand through her chest, and then you hear the screaming and this like crunching, this ripping sound noise. Oh, it's so it's gross. so gross. So the gross. show has the grossest sounds and imagery oh of any God. show I've ever seen. <laughs> Even grosser than The Walking Dead. Hmm. I don't think. Maybe Walking Dead. Didn't mean to do that. Actually tops that, but... Yeah. I wouldn't know. I haven't really watched The Walking Dead. I didn't know some guy gets his head bashed in at one point. I haven't so got like, to that point, fun. but... but. <laughs> someone got his head chopped off. Gross. That happens all the time on Supernatural. I'm a little desensitized <laughs> beheadings at this point. <laughs> I mean, people get eaten by zombies all the time. I mean, it's... We're playing, you were playing Red Dead the other night, and that guy comes back... And it's like headless horseman style. Yeah. They like the, the uh, Driscolls have like propped his beheaded body up on a horse and he's holding his head in his hands. It's very poor Kieran. Very headless horseman and it was gross. And I'm yeah. pretty desensitized to fictional headless bodies. But that was that was bad. Yeah, I still hate that, <laughs> that mission. Was really bad. Especially because Kieran was so sweet and I innocent. Really, I don't really remember Kieran, so <laughs> Haley plays Red Dead. I watch her play Red Dead. <laughs> um, so we jump from here from Olivia dying to Bobby's house, where Sam and Dean are having an a, an argument about religion. Basically, um, Dean is extremely skeptical about Cass being an angel. Sam is like, "Well, he walked through all of your traps. He withstood rock salt. He withstood holy water. Like, well, I don't think they use holy water, but like, he wasn't hurt by." Ruby's knife, and Sam points out that even Lilith is scared of that thing. Um, like, clearly, Cass is not a demon. Yeah. Um, but Dean is like having a, he's having a bit of a crisis. Having an existential crisis, <laughs> which is fair. <laughs> um, this discussion really highlights this it's the same sort of discussion that the boys had, kind of about their belief All in way back from like faith way even. back in yeah, yeah, way back in faith in houses of the holy i don't know if you guys can hear the dog growling but she's really mad at me because i'm not throwing her duck for her 
Um, she is glaring. She is giving me a death glare. Oh, that's all slobbery, Chloe. <laughs> no. So I hold him by the head so that she can just chew on his butt. <laughs> um, might be time for a okay. new duck. It might oh, be. She got it already. Wow. I was readjusting my grip. <laughs> she won. Um, Bobby interrupts the boy's argument to point out, um, well, because he's, he's got um, some news. He's been doing some research. And as far as he can tell, and all the digging he's done, the only thing that can rescue someone from hell um, and, like, put them back in their body is an angel. Um, which Dean is not happy about. He's not happy with this news. He's like, okay, what else? And Bobby's like, that's it. That's that's all we got. Angel is the only thing that can do this. Um, so, and Dean Dean is very uncomfortable with this whole idea that first off, that God exists, and then second off, that God apparently has a special interest in Dean. Um, he's like, I'm just a regular guy. And Sam's like, apparently you're a regular guy that's important to the man upstairs. He basically tells him to suck it up. <laughs> and Dean said something like, I don't like getting singled out at birthday parties. And Sam's like, put on your party hat. <laughs> like, this is happening. Um, and Dean's like, okay, well, like, what do we know about angels? And Bobby just sets a massive stack of books in between them and Dean's like you're getting me pie <laughs> so Dean sends Sam on a pie run spoiler Sam does not come back with pie <laughs> poor Dean can you hear the dog I'm sure you guys can hear she's the dog she's pulling so hard she she is 10 pounds but when she pulls it feels like more than 10 pounds she's freakishly strong for her size <laughs> She gets really into it, too. This episode will be full of Chloe interruptions unless she decides to settle down later. Okay, your turn, baby. Thanks. <laughs> I'll take over the it's baby like a workout, jeez. I know. Oh, she took it right out of my hand, See? you little bitch. She's strong. <laughs> I can call Chloe a bitch. That's literally what she is. <laughs> it's an attitude thing, and it's an actual description of her. <laughs> <laughs> she took the duck away, so... She got um, mad at me for trying to take it. So while they're out, Sam runs into Ruby. She's like hiding behind a building and motioning him over. <laughs> um, it's all very hush hush. <laughs> she tells him she's gonna be lying low for a while because um, angels, angels. <laughs> and she's a demon, which is yeah, fair. yeah. <laughs> and she is afraid of them. Says they're fierce warriors, not something she wants to be tangled up with. Sam's like, what do you know about angels? And she's like, not that much, but I know enough to know I don't want to mess with them. <laughs> Goodbye. And she pieces out for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Um, but it was like, oh yeah, I forgot Genevieve was playing Ruby. And she was, she was she like, just like popped on screen and I'm like, is that Genevieve Padalecki? I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's right. I'm like, oh yeah, that's Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Sam returns without a pie much to dean's disappointment oh yeah um bobby tells sam that they need to go check out on a hunter friend of his olivia lowry he says he's tried to get a hold of her for three days just to let her know about the angels see if she has any like good information yeah and she isn't answering so they go to her house and they find her ugh. <laughs> it's dead. And we don't super get to see it. Yeah, it's the other guy that we get to see. Yeah, so like Olivia, kind of off we get kind of yeah. It, they're like dancing around, enough showing to see her that chest her ripped open, rib cage ripped out. Yeah, <laughs> oh. 
I, I feel like this probably is some looks like something out of the alien yeah movies, though i haven't seen the alien movies so i can't really say uh <laughs> but it's bad it's gross um so bobby immediately heads back outside and the boys are like bobby you okay <laughs> and they are doing some investigating they see like the emf reader mm-hmm. and the salt the, the salt and the rock salt and they're like so this is a spirit clearly um but they don't have don't know what spirit would do that or be able to get around the salt um and Bobby comes back in and tells them that he's called some nearby hunters, but no one else has answered their phones either. Yeah. Um, so they decide that they're going to split up and check on the other hunters. And we, before they go and do this kind of, we get a quick shot, like outside of a house and we can hear like a phone going to voicemail as we get shots of what was clearly like a brutal fight with some ghosts um and dean's leaving a voicemail for this guy jed he's like hey it's dean again friend of bobby singers something's going on trying to check up on people and then we get like a shot of jed's face and you can see like his ribs sticking out at the bottom of the frame and it's oh my god ew I literally said I'm gonna lose my dinner. It's, it's so, so gross. gross. It's one of the more oh my god, definitely one of the more gruesome deaths that we've seen. Yeah, and like so yeah, we cut to makeup and oh, stuff. Definitely the makeup artists, they top top tier work in this episode. <laughs> I hate it. Great job. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, so we cut to like nighttime. Uh, the boys are leaving Jed's house. They're on the phone with Bobby. They tell him everybody they've checked on is dead um so they're all gonna rendezvous back at bobby's house the boys stop at a gas station on the way dean is asleep in the car sam starts filling up the tank um and he goes into the bathroom we just see a shot of him washing his hands in the most like i feel like this sink bothered me more than the the chest burst dead bodies like at that this point this sink is gross so don't wash your hands i know i was like at this point <laughs> your hands are cleaner not being washed <laughs> ew um but he hey there's like the temperature drops the mirror like ice is over and he wipes it away to reveal special agent victor hendrickson behind him and then we get some stupid fucking flashbacks I think I complained about this multiple times while we were watching the episode. Flashbacks are the worst. Flashbacks should never be used unless it's to reveal something that has not been revealed previously. You should only flashback to new information. You should never flashback to things the audience have already seen because that is telling the audience that you think they are stupid and they don't know what's going on. Everybody who is watching this episode knows exactly who this is. It is pure lazy editing, and it really shows that the editors and like the producers don't trust the audience. They do this all the time in TV shows, though. I hate it. <laughs> and I understand that it's at least in part to be like, hey, just in case you missed these episodes. Also, I, I think, think it's, it's a thing for like new viewers, too. Exactly. Like, if they're just starting exactly especially when it was airing live on tv which like that makes sense to me but i think it's just the absolute laziest editing i really hate it and they do it over and over and over again this episode with every single ghost except for the ones 
that Bobby encounters, which is really funny because that would, be the, that would be the occasion in which a flashback would be appropriate yeah, that's true. because it would give us new information yeah, and not just rehash old stuff that we already know. To be fair, I have without, very strong feelings about flashbacks. To be fair, without the flashbacks, I wouldn't have recognized the next two people right away. <laughs> I was like, who's you, that? It's okay. Dean didn't recognize her any, either. <laughs> like... <laughs> New hair, who dis? <laughs> um, but yeah, and I didn't recognize the other guy either. I'm like, who is that? He looks kind of familiar, but <laughs> but if you like listen to them have a conversation, yeah, you will eventually. You will be like, oh, okay, I I remember this guy. You know, I think it's probably mostly it, for new viewers. It is. I know it's mostly for new viewers, but to me, it feels like they don't trust the audience. Yeah, to know shit like which. As someone who remembers all the things, makes me mad. Because it makes me feel like the editors think I'm stupid. <laughs> like, it's like the editor or producer version of talking down to your audience. I have very strong opinions about flashbacks. I hate flashbacks. Um, so, Did but. you felt so strong? <laughs> I really hate flashbacks. They do it I'm... in. At the end of season 13, there's a flashback. And. It's the fucking worst. I was like, that is the stupidest thing to be flashing back to. Because <laughs> they're, they're, anybody who's watched up to that point knows exactly what moment I'm talking about. Because they're literally flashbacks. It's a flashback to remind you of one of the major plot points of season five. They're, it's not that they're like, oh, here's this character you haven't seen in... 10 years it's here's this plot point from one of the most popular seasons of the entire fucking run of the show <laughs> i think just in case you forgot about this major plot point of the whole fucking season like how the season revolves around this point <laughs> it, oh my to god to be fair it's a long time from season five to 13 though <laughs> yeah but it's literally season five is one of the most popular seasons like people the casual viewers are often they just stop at the end of season five hmm. because you know and people often say one through five of their favorite seasons yeah so like it's not like we don't know what happened in season fucking five <laughs> <laughs> it makes me mad okay moving on henrickson I'm, I'm not quite as enraged as you are about this <laughs> mostly because it helped me remember strong people opinions, <laughs> strong opinions about weak things that's what the boys from super carlin brothers See, say on their podcast flashbacks are for people with bad memories like me <laughs> and they're to upset people with good memories like me uh I don't know, like really have a I, I bad memory. Like, I just have a hard time with like names and faces. Yeah, well, it's like I was explicitly told in episode. all of my like writing classes to never use flashbacks unless it was absolutely positively necessary. Mm-hmm. Like you have to trust your audience. If you don't trust your audience, the audience isn't going to trust you. Like you know. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, let's move on from this. Uh, Henriksen tells Sam that it's Sam and Dean's fault that he died uh, which it kind of a little bit is Um, (laughs) and then he attacks Sam he like throws him into a mirror and is like bashing his head against the corner of the sink Um, I would knock a normal person out (laughs) oh my god which is really funny because usually it would knock Sam out too (laughs) 
<laughs> the glass jaw got switched out for one of steel today. I guess he has a glass jaw and an iron skull. <laughs> Definitely going to have a concussion after that. <laughs> Especially literally. because he hits his head twice this episode. <laughs> Super hard. He hits his head. Okay, so he hits his head in the, against the mirror, and then he hit, gets his head hit two more times against the edge of the sink. And then later, he gets his head, head hit a fourth time being thrown in, on, onto that car. Like, so that's four head <laughs> yeah. injuries this episode. <laughs> Dean literally, in, in a scene in a minute, is like, are you sure you don't have a concussion? <laughs> Which is a fair concern to have. Um, but Dean bursts in right, in right on time, and he blasts Henriksen with rock salt. I think he probably heard what, probably was, going heard what was going on and knew immediately that it had to be a ghost considering what happened to Jed and Olivia and all the other hunters. Yeah. So, yeah. Dean to the rescue. Perfect timing per usual. <laughs> um, at home, uh, it cuts to Bobby at his house and lights start flickering and the frost breath thing again. <laughs> the frost breath thing again. <laughs> Bad CGA frost breath. <laughs> um, and then he encounters two spirits of young girls they're twins. Obviously twins. Yeah. Twin dresses. Said, is this the Shining? <laughs> they look like the Shining girls. I think that was on purpose. <laughs> like, why Why twins? Why? Because <laughs> spooky. <laughs> you think one creepy kid is creepy? How about two creepy kids? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't talk in synchrony. Oh my god. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we cut um, from there to the Impala. The boys are driving panic back to Bobby's cause, because Bobby is not answering his phone. Um, Sam, or Dean's kind of asking Sam questions about what happened in the bathroom. Um, and Sam explains, he's like, what did Henriksen want? And Sam's like, he wanted revenge. And Dean is actually like, like he looks a little, he like side-eyes Sam, like seriously. Um, uh, but Dean's also a little bit distracted because Bobby is not answering his phone. And they, every hunter they've called so far that hasn't been answering their phone is dead. So this is a reasonable reason, or a reasonable reason, a reasonable moment for Dean to be freaking the fuck out. Um, he kind of gets a little snappy at Sam because he like asks Sam what he thinks is going on. And Sam, I don't remember what Sam says. He like speculates something and he's like, if you don't have anything constructive to add to this conversation. Um, so Pupper. <laughs> I was trying to find the um the transcript so that we could like pull up these scenes if we need them. Oh we Oh yeah. Sam says revenge because we got him killed and Dean's like what? And Sam's like we did. Um so Dean says, if you're not thinking answers, don't think at all. <laughs> Sam looks a little offended. He does look a little offended, but also I'm sure his head hurts. <laughs> so the boys arrive back at Bobby's, though. It's daylight now. We are fighting ghosts in the daylight, which is a new one. Back at Bobby's. Um, <laughs> making Tim McGraw references. Um, Sam and Dean decide Bobby. to split up to look for Bobby. <laughs> So Dean goes upstairs, and Sam goes out in the, like, car lot, salvage, the salvage yard. salvage yard. Yeah. It's literally Singer Salvage. 
Singer S- Salvage. Really? Singer Salvage. That's cool. Do you want the freaking duck um, dog? <laughs> and he Look passes. Dance. dance, puppy, dance. <laughs> She's really good balance. Sorry. <laughs> Babe's trying to read and I'm playing with the dog because the dog is being a little butt. Being a little butt. Okay. <laughs> um, so they, he passes by the car where Bobby is being held prisoner by the little girls. They're like have their hand over his mouth. Uh-huh. You probably should just keep leaning forward and backward. <laughs> Change your your sound. Oh. Inside, Dean is confronted by one Meg Masters, played by the late Nikki A. Cox. She Oh my god. She is so fucking good in this She's scene. Really good. Which makes me even more mad about the flashbacks because it totally ruins the emotional like flow of the scene. Yeah. Flashing back like that. But Meg, uh, he doesn't recognize her at first. Um, and she's like, well, this is what I look like before that demon cut my hair off and dressed me like a slut. Um, and she explains that she was a college student before she got possessed. Uh and she woke up as a, a prisoner in her own mind. And on top of that, she was awake. She mm. remembers all of the horrible things the demon did while using her body. She watched all of the murders. Um, and she is big mad at Dean. Um, she's like, 50 words of Latin, 30 seconds sooner you could have saved me. You yeah. know? She's like, you're supposed to help people. Why didn't you help me? Which is, oh my god, she just... Nikki wasn't so fucking good. The scene. Ugh! It really That's gets good. me. Um, she, like, attacks Dean. He's a little bit... He doesn't really fight back. Yeah. Um, I think he he did definitely... Her, what she's saying is hitting home for him. Oh, yeah. He knows that he he could have saved her at points he should probably he uh, there's definitely times you know? like on past hunts where i mean they're just shooting demons willy-nilly and like uh-huh those are real people being well, possessed like you know in um in no rest for the wicked when they're fighting all the demons that are like surrounding the house where lilith is mm-hmm. and like those are people mm-hmm. those, those are real people that they're stabbing with a knife you know like that yeah. cop that dean killed that was there was a real guy in there you know, and sometimes, I think sometimes the show really forgets that. Yeah. Like, Sam remembered in the moment right before he was supposed, he was going to kill the little girl that Lilith was possessing. Mm-hmm. And he, he like, hesitates because, like, it's a little girl. Yeah. You know? And thank God for her that Lilith had smoked out before that point. But, like, yeah. oh my gosh. They definitely sometimes really seem to forget about the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and in their defense demons do tend to ride their vessels pretty hard so even right. if they did do a exorcism instead of stabbing it's entirely possible the vessel wouldn't even survive anyways yeah so i mean may had already fallen like four stories yeah, off the yeah. but i mean like she was saying like if they had just exercised her mm. when they encountered her then but the to be fair they didn't know she was a demon I just thought she was like Chloe Annabeth. That's Chloe's middle name. <laughs> now you guys all know. No, nope, I'm taking the duck away. It's been She's confiscated. It's been confiscated. Go find something else. She has the worst timing. Um, 
But yeah, like they didn't know Meg was a demon when they first encountered her. They just thought she was like a witch or something. Yeah, that's true. So that's why they thought the throwing that the the Deva's throwing her out the window killed her. Yeah. They didn't know she was a demon until after the fact. <laughs> well, I was saying like would her but vessel like, have survived that anyway? Like No. Yeah. Once the demon once she got thrown out that window, I don't think Meg would have ever survived it. Oh. Uh, she fell like three stories. Yeah. Like that's a that's a kill you drop. Onto solid concrete too. Like it's not like she landed in a bush. Like she landed on the street. Yeah. <laughs> through so, a window. <laughs> yeah. Through a window by a demon or by like a, a a demon monster thing. So but yeah, so I don't think there was a way to save Meg without them having known she was a demon sooner, but like I don't think she really knows that they didn't realize she was a demon at that point. Probably not, yeah. So also like all the these ghosts they're not we'll really in their right minds <laughs> yeah yeah so but megapat attacks dean she asks if he thinks he's a hero and he's like he answers honestly he no dean does not think he's a hero um which is kind of sad because in some ways he is both the boys are heroes it takes him a long time to realize that <laughs> a long time <laughs> um but while he's getting his ass kicked he notices a burned symbol on Meg's hand, like on the, it's like on the f- part between like thumb and forefinger, that like yeah. triangle right there, where there's like the pressure point that they say to push when your head hurts. Yeah. That pressure point always hurts for me. Um, so, but yeah, so she has a weird burn there, like a brand. Um, we cut back to the car. The girls are. Um, telling Bobby about their experience and he walked past them when some sort of monster was like holding them hostage or something. Yeah, the monster had like kidnapped, had taken them and he walked right by the hiding spot. Hmm. Which is exactly what Sam has done. Yeah, okay. (laughs) And they say that no one will find him. Yeah. Yeah, so back inside, um, Meg reveals um, the horrible after effects of what her death did to her family. She's like, you don't even think about, like, the people beyond this, like, the people who get affected by the people who die. Um, And she had a little sister who, like, worshipped the, the ground Meg walked on. And when Meg was found dead, her younger sister killed herself. This moment is just heart-wrenching. Oh yeah. my gosh. I literally cannot talk enough about how incredible Poor Nikki... Dean just keeps feeling worse and worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not hard to make Dean feel worse. He already <laughs> feels really bad about himself. But Nikki is just so good in this scene. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's so good. She's such a good actress. Oh my god. This scene just tears your heart out so so good um meanwhile though (laughs) cut back to sam um i guess he like heard yeah i think he like heard something i was looking down at my notes at that point it wasn't super clear i I think there was like something i think he heard their voices or something make a sound yeah um so he like climbs up he's like in this van 
He's kind of thing. The, there's like the cars the car. stacked on top of each other. Yeah. You guys know what a salvage yard looks like. You have the, the total cars stacked up on top of each other, and Bobby's in the top one. So he throws like a crowbar through them, right? He pries the door open. And then I don't I don't know I looked down I, I think because I looked down at my notes and then I whatever looked he's up holding to is see like Sam has get... lead in it I think and so or he iron. like swipes through the it has iron yeah whatever one of those metals yeah <laughs> I don't remember let me find what's it what's what but... um oh yeah he uses a crowbar to pry the doors open um the girls push him backwards he lands on another car this is where he hits his head for the fourth yeah, time he, he drops the equivalent of like. I think he drops like a. I mean, seeing the same as twelve feet tall, it's probably more than it. <laughs> it's a decent fall, though. It's a pretty decent fall because Bobby's that car like car. Bobby's like three cars up, so yeah. there's like a three car pile, and Bobby's on top of it, and then there's like a single car next to it, and Sam lands on the hood of that one and hits the head on the wind- breaks his head in the windshield. Yeah, he cracks the glass. He breaks the windshield with his head. <laughs> yeah, I, was saying, I don't think he breaks his head. <laughs> I mean, he might. <laughs> Um, but, yeah. But they managed to, like, dispel the ghosts and save Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back inside, Dean has kind of, which, this is actually kind of smart of Dean. He has lured Meg back into a a room. Um, he pulls out his pistol and points it at her, and she's like, are you, did you hit your head? Like, are you, did they, she mentions something about, like, did they like burn your brains up in hell or something like that? She's like, you know, you can't shoot me. And she's, he's like, oh, this isn't for you. And he adjusts his aim up a, a bit and he shoots an iron chandelier that Bobby has in one of his rooms somewhere. Lucky Bobby's for house is a weird house. <laughs> um, but this chandelier falls on Meg and like dissipates the yep. ghost. So. Um, so Sam, Dean and Bobby meet back up in the library and Dean points out that all the ghosts are people that they were, weren't were able to save. Um, he does mention the mark on Meg's hand that kind of looked like a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam mentions that he remembers seeing something like that on Hendrickson, too. Um, Which I didn't notice that, but I wasn't paying super close attention to Hendrickson's hands during that scene. I was yeah, you more watched concerned Sam about like, look at it for a Sam, I was more concerned about the point that the fact that Sam was getting his head bashed in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Sam remembers what it looks like, apparently, and he draws it for Bobby. What was that? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I knocked over a pile of paper. It's not a big pile, thankfully. No, but I still knocked it over. It's okay. Um, Bobby thankfully recognizes the symbol. Immediately what it is. Um, Or he at least knows that he has seen it before. Yeah. Um, And so he says they need to move because the ghosts are going to come back. CGI breath is back. Um, Oh, I didn't catch that. I think so. They feel a cold spot. And there's like flickering and stuff ah. um, so he leads the boys um, to the basement um, which apparently is like this lead panic room <laughs> he has the basement 
there's the normal basement, and then off to one side, there's a big metal door. Yeah. That's like the door you see in like Bobby a submarine has, or something. Bobby has a panic room. I love this bit. <laughs> Sam's like, you built a panic room? And Bobby goes, how do we get off? <laughs> one of my favorite Bobby lines. And it has like in the devil traps on it. Yeah. There's a, there's a devil's trap in front of the door, and Bobby explains that the room is iron-coated or salt-coated iron. Yeah. Um, to keep ghosts from entering, there's like a fan up top to circulate air, and there's a metal grate over the fan that's got a, a pentagram on it. Yeah. Um, there's also a picture of a model on the wall. <laughs> I don't know who she is. I think she's someone we should probably recognize. Dean like not nods in approval. <laughs> uh huh. A swimsuit model. Yeah, it just says a swimsuit model. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, it's also like fully stocked. Like I'm, I'm sure there are like, um, MREs and stuff in here. <laughs> Knowing Bobby, um, this is a fully stocked panic room. Bobby could probably spend a good amount of time in here if he needed to. There's even a bed. So, um, so we cut to a bit later. The boys are making salt rounds while Bobby is doing some research. And Dean brings up a classic atheist question, which is that if God does exist, why does he let all the evil things happen in the world? Basically. Mm-hmm. Which Bobby's like, I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a very good question that Dean has, and it's one that I use to explain to my parents, or to not to my parents really, but to other people, like why... I feel the way I do about God. Yeah. About the existence of a God. This whole speech, is it now, that Dean gives about that? No, it's when he talks to Cassie. Yeah, he has a whole cat. He does have a thing. He says, um, uh, if he doesn't exist, fine. Bad crap happens to good people. That's how it is. There's no rhyme or reason, just random horrible evil. I get it. Okay, I can roll with that. But if he is out there, what's wrong with him? What the? He- where the hell is he while all these decent people are getting torn to shreds? How does he live with himself? Why doesn't he help? And Bobby says, I ain't touching this one with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> um, but yeah, I literally have a... It's kind of a dumbed-down version of... I think something I saw on a TikTok, which is like either... like. People say that, like, God is omnipotent and all-powerful, but he can't be those things and be and have the world be the way it is. Either he is all-knowing, um, which is omnipotent, but he cannot act, which means he is not all-powerful. Uh, he is all-knowing, but he will not act, which makes him a cruel god, or he is not all-knowing at all. Either yeah. he is, like, all-powerful and all-knowing and a cruel god who will not act, or he is not... I'm all-powerful, or he's not all-knowing. Like, that's my take on God. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just my personal thoughts on it. I'm with Dean on this, I agree, though. I agree that with all that. <laughs> yeah. I'm with Dean on this one. I would if, say, like, my own religious spiritual views have definitely changed a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I oh, yeah. have more questions than answers, for sure. Yeah. I think... I think that there is, like, a higher energy in the universe, a higher power of some kind, but I don't think it's, like, an omnipotent being or, like, even, like, a, like, a conscious being. Yeah. I think it's just energy. It's just the energy of the world, you know? So, yeah. (laughs) But 
See, we will touch that question without a 10-foot pole, Bobby. <laughs> we've got into this before on this I think we have. I think we've delved into, we've definitely delved into religious stuff before. So these next couple seasons are going to get into some of the religious stuff. Um, but I do always find it very interesting that Sam is like, okay, angels exist. That means God exists. Cool. And Dean is like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> Dean He's is like, this isn't bothering this is, you. <laughs> this is the, the one of the few occasions where I am on Dean's side of this equation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but also at the same time, I, being like an ex-religious person and a queer person, I fully understand Sam's perspective of it, where he like needs a higher power to exist because that means there's like a chance for him you know yeah so he's always been like the praying type you know the ask for forgiveness type because he needs that for himself yeah you know whereas dean is like bad things happen oh well we do the best we can which is more along my line <laughs> yeah thinking um all right um but bobby has been doing some research and he has found an explanation um so according to bobby he says that the the symbol that the boy saw on the ghost um the symbol the boy saw on the ghost is called the mark of the witness um sam's like what what did they witness and bobby says the unnatural none of them call, died what you would call ordinary deaths um, these aren't ghosts. These ghosts were forced to rise. They woke up in agony. They're like rabid dogs. Uh, it ain't their fault. Someone rose them on purpose. And <laughs> Sam asks who, and Bobby says, "Do I look like I know?" <laughs> I love Bobby. Um, but whatever, whoever brought these ghosts back, they used a uh, so powerful. No. Chloe, Annabeth. I took the duck away for a reason, and I'm taking it away again. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. Whatever brought these ghosts back, it used a spell so powerful that it left a mark on their souls. Um, so he says, whoever did this had big plans. It's called the Rising of the Witnesses, and it figures into an ancient prophecy. And Dean's like, what book is that prophecy from? And Bobby says, the widely distributed version's just for tourists. <laughs> but long story short, revelations. <laughs> this is a sign of the apocalypse. And here is where we have... Some lore! We are not going to get into the 66 seals today, because that is deep dive lore. That's- I'm serious, the wiki page for this is 25 minutes long if we listen to it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's really long. So, we'll just go into the witnesses today. So, according to the super wiki, the rise of the witnesses is a sign of the apocalypse, and one of the 66 seals that when broken will unlock and open the door that traps Lucifer in his cage. The witnesses are people who have seen or died at the hands of supernatural beings. Chloe, Annabelle. No. Yeah, you know you're gonna get snatched. You know you're getting snatched. <laughs> a little butt. Come here. Oh, she runs away. And cornered. <laughs> okay. Um, so the witnesses are people who have died have seen or died at the hands of supernatural beings and they are distributed distinguished sorry, distributed, what? <laughs> from normal ghosts by a symbol branded on them known as the mark of the witness. Once summoned, they act in a manner similar to other vengeful spirits, but target a specific person with their wrath and will kill the individual if they can. Um once they are identified, they can be banished by a spell. According to Bobby Singer, it's not their fault they act this way because they are forced to rise and they are more like animals than sane spirits. 
So, um, had a little bit of research on the real lore <laughs> for baby, which is to say, Wikipedia that we looked it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. Um, I will read this, this is excerpt. The closest thing to the rise of the witnesses in actual revelation. They kind of changed it up for supernatural. Um, As they do with, like, anything. But they usually do that. (laughs) Um, So in the book of Revelation, the two witnesses are two prophets who are mentioned in Revelations 11, 1 through 14. Um, I don't know what that word is. (laughs) Christian eschatology? Eschatology. Eschatology. I think. Um, Which interprets this as two people, two groups of people, or two concepts. Some believe they are Enoch and Elijah, as in the Gospel of Nicodemus, since they are the only two that did not see death as required by the scriptures. Oh, that's true, because they were both... Oh, um, they were, like, taken into they're heaven. They were both, like, transcribed or whatever. Yeah, okay. Others believe them to be Moses and Elijah, because they appeared during the transfiguration of Jesus. Transfigured, that's what they were done. That's what happened. Yeah, or because Enoch was not Abraham's descendant, which I don't remember why that's important. Um... Enoch, well, Abraham is, like, the big dude who, like, started it all, kind of, you know? Um, So, Moses and Elijah both being a descendant of Abraham, but Enoch not being. So, it may be that they think the witnesses have to be descended from Abraham. Okay. But. Um, Some also believe that they are Moses and Elijah due to the description of what they are to do. I feel like this is a poorly written Wikipedia article. <laughs> Just the wording and the flow is really weird. Um. <laughs> okay. Um, they have the power to shut the heavens and turn water into blood. So. Um, dispensationalist Christians. That was quite the word. <laughs> Good job, baby. What does this mean? A theological system of interpreting the Christian Bible that was first espoused by John Nielsen Darby. Dispensationalism maintains that history is divided into multiple ages or dispensations in which God acts with humanity in different ways. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, anyway, dispensationalist (laughs) Christians believe that the events described in the book of Revelation will occur before and during the second coming. And growing up LDS... I was going to say, that sounds actually like the way... Mormonism kind of believes. Mormonism like... also takes Book of Revelations quite literally. Quite literally. Um, if you get into like prepper Mormon, it's a whole rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, if you look, if you deep dive into like the chart, the Mormon Church's like retention numbers, they have two main groups that are leaving: the youth who have issues with like LGBT policies and things like that. And the, the over overzealous, con- the conservative right wing preppers who think that the church isn't conservative enough. Yeah, which I think is very interesting. It's very concerning, so, but, to be honest. Oh, but remember that book I pointed out to you at Barnes and Noble the other day, Educated, uh-huh. that I said was um, it's uh, it's Tara Westover, I think is her last name. It's a very very good book. Her parents were kind of prepper Mormons, specifically her dad. Her dad was kind of a prepper Mormon a little bit so she grew up like homeschooled on like a little a farm in idaho um which i think is very interesting yeah so. so anyway i do remember but yeah in like a seminary class which is like a 
church church education for teenagers during school church hours. Church during high school hours. <laughs> if you live in Utah, at least. Yeah. In uh, and outside of Utah, you're more likely to have like Idaho seminary. You can have, but it's yeah, kind of the same thing. But depending Utah, on the state, you'll probably you can literally have one of your. I know some people would take early morning seminary so that they could have like it's all their classes. Basically, a free period granted to you, so you can Where go, to, go that. to the seminary building. Yeah, and have Sunday school during school, like two or three times a week. Uh huh. It was part of our my regular our regular schedule mm-hmm. at my school at least. Same. So um, uh, it sucked. I read a lot of not safe work fan fiction in seminary. Oh my god, <laughs> that's You're how a I rebel. <laughs> So I survived seminary. I sat there. Graduated seminary by reading porn. (laughs) I sat there um, feeling guilty because I never would do the reading that I was required to do. Oh, I never did the reading either. I just can't read through scriptures. It's so boring. They're so unbelievable. Especially the Old Testament. Oh my God. God. I don't understand half of what I'm reading. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, But anyway. But yeah, I I would read fan fiction but i got away with it because i would also have my scriptures open so whenever that we like skipped to a new dump to a new reading section i would just flip over uh, to the app and open like jump to the new section and then i like i got really good at this i used to do this in like elementary school and my parents would always like my teachers would take my books away because <laughs> i would be like, reading under the desk um <laughs> But they'd be like, are you even paying attention? What was I talking about? And I'd like recite the last 30 seconds of whatever they said. That's impressive. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it anymore. I think it's an ADHD thing. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, ha ha, gotcha. get away with reading <laughs> by like half paying attention. Because teachers always use that trick. Okay, um, what did I say then if you were listening? <laughs> yeah, like half paying attention to things. And I used to pull it off in seminary all the time. And I'm a weird, like, I remember weird details of things so i can answer questions even if i'm not fully paying attention <laughs> okay well anyway back to seminary before i forget um i remember one of my seminary teachers it must have been when we were in revelations or something but mm-hmm. like describing like the mormon take on revelations basically saying the Seminary teachers say a lot of bullshit. I had <laughs> a they seminary, teach as fact. <laughs> I had a seminary teacher tell me that the way that I took the sacrament wasn't valid. Why? So, I don't know if I've mentioned this about on the podcast, but I have food allergies. I have a lot of food allergies. Babe knows about this. They Babe say that because you well. took gluten-free bread? Um, no, because oh, okay. we brought our own bread and we would bring it pre-wrapped. Mm. Um... So it would be wrapped in a little saran wrap, or later we started using little cups with a little lid, and then we'd have a little piece of yellow tape on it to distinguish it from the other families. Because mm-hmm. there was a couple families that used gluten-free bread, and then we used dairy-free bread. So, but as a result, um, the reason that we all we brought our bread pre-wrapped was it was all put on a separate little tray. So the way the sacrament works, it in all the touches Church, each other. Is uh, so unsanitary like, now that I think about it. It is. Everybody it's, just reaches their hands in there. <laughs> and it's a bunch of teenage boys. Oh. Okay, so the way the sacrament works in the Mormon church is you I have, there's like a, that. it's an altar basically. Like it's supposed to represent the body of Christ because they like, cover it with an altar cloth. Yeah, you're and stuff. literally um, eating and drinking Christ's body. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, the premise. Symbolically. <laughs> symbolically. Not literally. And, but. Because Catholicism has a similar thing, yeah. but they don't do it the same way. Um, they used to use but wine so back in the old days. They use 
there's these trays and each tray gets like a slice or two of bread and then during like the the prayer the during the prayer the priests the break the bread will break the bread and so they'll tear it up into little like one inch ish bite-sized cubes, pieces little bite-sized pieces so which means we always they, hated it when we got the crust piece i hate the crust pieces <laughs> oh my gosh every time i would whenever i prepped our bread i would always give myself a good piece it would always give us a bunch of good pieces. We'd have like one slice of bread that had a bunch of chunks torn out of it. You always hated getting stuck with the crust on the edge. You're like, dang it. It's the worst. The absolute worst. But so they literally have, because it's the, is it the 14 to 18 year olds that can do the breaking of the bread? Yeah. Or the, how the old do you have to be? Yeah, the How priest. old do you have to be to, to bless the sacrament? 14 to 16. So it's a 14... What is the minimum age, but you can any age past fourteen. Yeah, if you have so the next step in the priesthood. Like I've been to, I've been to churches where they didn't have enough young men, and so like yeah, they'll have like, like older guys. The older guys it. would come yeah. do it, but it's usually like the young men. Yeah, so the high schoolers. How often do high school boys well, wash their hands? I really hope my ward had required them to wash their hands. I feel really not. lucky that they never touched my oh. bread, and this was the thing that my seminary teacher told me made my taking the sacrament invalid not the fact that i was reading smutty fan fiction in church or was gay or anything he didn't know any of that it was the fact that the priest didn't actually touch my bread that made it invalid that's so bullshit he i explained to him i literally explained to him if they touch the bread that is unsafe yeah and then they touched my bread i would have an allergic reaction yeah and i think i don't think he understood granted he was like I don't know. He's probably like 60. <laughs> I don't think he understood what allergies were. But yeah, seminary teachers will just spout bullshit They'll and just, call it fact. Yeah, I'm like, where did you hear that? And why are you teaching that as fact? Like, yeah. it, could, it could be their own biased yeah. opinion. And I had another seminary teacher. teach it as fact. He asked us, they used to do this thing where they would ask us a question before they did roll call and so when instead of just saying here when we answered roll when we were doing roll call we would like answer the question you know so be like what's your favorite flavor of ice cream what's you know things like that little icebreaker get to know you questions and once he asked if so this is exactly how he worded it he asked if you could play any sport what sport would you play mm-hmm. i said baseball because it's the basically the only sport that i'm actually interested in watching like i actually like enjoy watching baseball you know what his, his response was? That's for boys. Girls can't play baseball. He, he told me girls can't play baseball. And I really wish that That's I had told also him. also not true. Do you want to know the reason why women aren't allowed to play baseball in the professional leagues? It's because a girl struck out Babe Ruth. Are you serious? Yep. There was a, a woman pitcher. And they did like a... I, it was like a symbolic... I think it was a charity thing. I can't remember exactly. But she struck out Babe Ruth. Well, I think and now women aren't allowed to play in the major baseball league. Baseball was um, it was originally, originally women. women's and softball mm-hmm. was original. Softball was for men, and then during World War II it switched. Wow! Or after World War II, to some point in the early in the early half of the 1900s, it switched. Also, there's no yeah. so stupid. Why should your gender determine what type of ball you can hit with a bat? I don't <laughs> so even stupid. know. Which I think is really funny too, because <laughs> softballs are larger than baseballs, and so you'd think that it would make sense for the women to play with a yeah, smaller exactly. ball because we tend to have smaller hands <laughs> but so but yeah that's my seminary stories i hate seminary seminary is the worst 
Well, anyway, I was getting into um, <laughs> I distracted some you. weird bullshit. My oh, yeah, seminary weird bullshit said. your seminary teacher taught you about revelations. <laughs> he must have just been interpreting this off the top of his head, his own opinion, because I've never heard it interpreted again I like s- this. That's literally what they're doing, <laughs> I swear to God. Um, but he's like, yeah, just... that means that two of the apostles, like the church has their own apostles that uh-huh. they... There's the prophet, there's the two counselors, and then there's the twelve apostles. Right. In yeah. the makeup of the, the like head of the church. And then there's the seventy and then there's the, the, yeah. the whole thing. Um, but they he's like, that means that two of the apostles are gonna go to Jerusalem and like preach and stuff and then they're gonna be killed there. Oh and my he's like, god. And then once that happens, the second coming is coming and we're like <laughs> Oh my god. He's just predicting the death of two of the church's leaders. I'm like, that didn't say anything about that revelation. That's wild. Like, does it? Does it talk about them kill? I don't know. There killed? is a... There was a section... Wait, wait. Hold on. Oh, the beast that comes from the bottomless pit will make war on them and conquer and kill them. Yeah. Their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city that is prophetically called yeah. Sodom and okay, Egypt. Okay, that's basically what he was saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But so he was saying that it would be... Two of the Mormon pro- oh, apostles, yeah. Two, the two of the living apostles. Yeah. And not... Also, it has a LDS Is interpretation there? down there. Keep going Where? down. Where? Oh! Views. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints believe that to the two witnesses will be two prophets who hey. are sent to Jerusalem. Okay, maybe it was in the modern Mormon nation. doctrine that was taught. Possibly then. two members of their Quorum of the Twelve or their first yeah. presidency who were considered to be prophets by the church. Okay. These two prophets represent both the ancient northern and southern kingdoms of Israel, the two olive trees, and be descendants of the two covenant sons from the tribes of Judah and Joseph as the two lampstands. Um, some members have suggested that the martyrdom of Joseph Smith and his brother Hiram were prototypes, and they represent the future two witnesses who will be sent to Jerusalem and be killed for their testimonies. So, fun fact, I grew up in a town named after Hiram Smith. <laughs> we had a statue of him in our park. <laughs> okay, so apparently yeah. it is official I Mormon doctrine. <laughs> genuinely have zero memory of that, but also I feel but like I, I blocked out most of my I church I literally teachings. never heard that again, though. If I don't <laughs> have like... to remember it to have a conversation with my dad, then I don't need to remember it at all. <laughs> but I did hear a lot of other weird stuff that I'm pretty sure they made up. But... Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, here's, here's the thing about seminary teachers. They're not teachers. No. They don't have a teaching license. They don't license. go through certification. They're not Official certification. <laughs> certified or anything. They are literally Church like they certified. get a call like from like their stake president or something. I mean it might be higher up than that. And he was like, hey, you want to be a seminary teacher? Also they can and then, volunteer to do that too. Yeah, like, they can also volunteer. If um, people want to make that their career, they can go to school for mm-hmm. that. Mormon school for seminary yeah. teachers. Yeah, they can do that sort of thing but a lot of the time they are not they're not like teachers they're Mm-mm. not they don't have a degree in education Mm-mm. or anything they're just some guy who happens to know literally a lot. just some guy yeah yeah my <laughs> dad lady. always wanted to be an institute teacher institute is seminary in college yeah i think i went to like three institute classes and then i stopped going like straight up just, i had just one flat in- out institute going. teacher i really like she was the only lady teacher i ever had we had one lady but she was, I honestly, she was a teacher apparently at my high school. She was a seminary teacher. But I didn't know she was a seminary teacher because they just treated her like the separate secretary. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, she's getting dwapped. But that was <laughs> one interesting class 
A, because I really liked the teacher and it was like a women in the scriptures. So it was like pro-feminism mm, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, this is my shit. <laughs> badass women in the scriptures. There was. All right. <laughs> but, man. Yeah. Never want to repeat seminary. <laughs> no, thank you. All right. Let's get back into the episode. So Bobby has revealed that they are dealing with uh, the witnesses, which are a sign of the coming apocalypse, which um, is fun. So Bobby finds a spell that will send the spirits to rest, um, but they need an open fire for that. So they um, are going <laughs> to go, go back use the library. Tim's like, ah, the library. And Dean goes, that doesn't sound nearly as fun as a ghost-proof panic room. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Um, As they're making their way to the library, they encounter the spirit of Ronald Resnick. This is the one Babe didn't remember. No way I would have remembered that name either. (laughs) He's he's dressed very differently. He has, like, different hair and stuff, too. Yeah. Um... I feel like they probably could have done a little bit more to make him look more like we last remember him. He had, like, the long, curly hair and, mm-hmm. like, the vest and the, yeah. the, like, nerdy conspiracy theorist look that he had going on. But Yeah, this is the guy, in case you guys don't remember, from, from the Shapeshifter Bank. Skinwalk. Um, bank episode. Night Shifter? Is that the episode? Night Stalker? Night, night something. I don't remember. It's in season two. It's the one it's a good where episode, we, though. It's the first episode where we meet Henderson, Henderson actually. Yeah. Um, um, he, <laughs> Dean kind of talks to him for a minute. He's like, he's like you're hey, the laser eyes. Yeah, he's like, with the laser eyes. <laughs> and then Bobby shoots him with salt. <laughs> he's you're like, cut a shoot, <laughs> shoot. Don't talk. <laughs> So they get to the library and Bobby starts preparing for this spell. Um, he sends Sam upstairs to get a hex. Uh, he calls it a hex box. Um, the the little girls appear and Bobby like freezes and Dean shoots them um, before he gets sent to the kitchen for ingredients. Bobby says the utensil drawer has a false bottom and he tells him to get something wormwood and opium. And Dean stops and goes opium <laughs> like bobby has opium in the, <laughs> under the false bottom of his utensil drawer <laughs> which is very bobby i think there's a scene in season six where someone is getting spell ingredients for bobby's kitchen and he um he gets like blood out of the fridge and he's like tell your friend bobby has a very well stocked kitchen because <laughs> he's got the most random spell ingredients anything you could possibly need bobby probably has it um the girls reappear and they tell bobby that he could have saved them um they keep reiterating that um and we cut back upstairs and we hear bobby's like gunshot um getting rid of the girl the i feel girls like the girls again. are so random especially because we don't know that backstory yeah th- see this is what i think <laughs> that this the girls would actually be a point where a flashback a well-edited flashback, like not one that's designed to the give you seizures. The choice of the twins dressing similarly, little girls. I feel like it was... Like, what's, <laughs> this is so I random. I like didn't think too much about it beyond it being creepy. Yeah. Um, it just makes no sense without but any backstory, actually, really. Or much backstory. Yeah, this is... The, the little girls are an area where they could have actually used flashbacks, like, effectively. All the flashbacks are, like, really, like, 
very flashy, like quick cut images. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's no like emotional investment. <laughs> Don't watch this episode if you're prone to seizures because the flashbacks might give you one because they really, it's quick cutting. It's bad. Like on Bobby's side, there's not a lot of emotional investment mm-hmm. on the audience because we don't know these girls exactly. and we don't know what happened. And yeah, so it's just creepy. Yeah, it's just creepy. But whereas like the you don't like, like with like Meg and Henriksen, like we you feel for them and you know Ronnie Ronald, like we know that we remember their stories, so it's we can feel the emotions for them. Yeah, you know, so we don't really need the flashbacks. <laughs> Let's not get into the flashbacks again. <laughs> um, Sam is gonna get have a conversation with meg yeah no it's sam's turn to talk to me and get thrown around by me <laughs> um, i don't think she get, he gets thrown around by, by her but she de- he definitely gets yelled at doesn't get punched a few times Does i thought punch? he did i think that might be later a little bit later i don't, I don't know. know i don't remember anyway she's mad that he's working with ruby um knowing that she's also possessing an innocent girl like meg which is fair uh-huh <laughs> um she calls him a monster for not sending Ruby back to hell, and Sam dispels her with a salt blast. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the, in the kitchen, Henriksen appears to Dean. Dean kind of kind of tries to like talk Henriksen down. Um, he's like, as soon as I saw the news, like as soon as I saw the explosion, I, I we left you behind. We shouldn't have done that. Like, and Henriksen's like, oh, oh, you think we just died in a big white fiery blast oh no lilith decided that she wanted to have fun and she tortured everyone in the police station for over 45 minutes Uh, and this included apparently flaying nancy alive so which is jesus fucking christ lilith she's a monster i mean she (laughs) is the original demon so um he then henriksen then shoves his hand in dean's chest um but Sam arrives just in time. Thank God. Dean is about to get his heart ripped out. Um, so Sam and Dean retreat <laughs> to the library and are working to protect Bobby as he's doing his spell ritual. Yeah. Um, they keep shooting the different witnesses as they appear. It's very whack-a-mole for a minute. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you just keep hearing like the gunshot. Yeah, we see the like the guns go off and then we... They keep showing shots of the empty casings hitting the floor. Yeah. Um, and to really show you just how many, how it, much ammo like they're going through. Zooming in on Bobby doing the spell, and you just hear the gunshots going off. Uh-huh. It's cool. It is. It's pretty, pretty well done scene. Um, so the girls. Dean runs out of ammo. Yeah, <laughs> he switches to the iron poker. Um, girls pin Sam against the wall with a big heavy desk. <gasps> what? No. What, baby? Clever. What do you need? Um, Come here. And as Bobby's like finishing the spell, like Meg reaches through his chest and is about to rip out his heart, but he completes the spell with Dean's help and the spirits vanish in a burst of light. Yeah. Just in time. Just in time. Thank God. So we cut to later that night We get a shot and then kind of a panning down shot. We see Sam asleep on the couch um, and we see Dean asleep on the floor. I think my... My first comment was, Dean's back is going to be killing him in the morning. Um, and we, like, pan up Dean's body to his face, and he wakes up. And he, like, sits up and turns to see 
Castiel standing in the kitchen, backlit by the window. Really cool shot. <laughs> it is a gorgeous shot. I really like the way they're use, they're using lighting with Cass in these early episodes. I also like the added details of the caption because right before that it says like wings flutter lightly. Oh yeah, there's a wing fluttering noise. I'm like, hey, Cass yeah. is here. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but I really love the way they use the lighting of this scene because like it's a little bit like of a halo effect mm, yeah. around him but still kind it's of like very ominous and mysterious yeah, a bit very mysterious but also it's like this is there's a he's backlit he's got light yeah. coming you know he's a source of light so almost um so dean goes to meet Cass in the kitchen um and he asks why the angels didn't help out if they knew about the witnesses because Cass says that they did a good job uh he's like you're all like fluffy wings and halos and harps and Cass is like read the fucking bible <laughs> angels are warriors of god um and he angels in the bible are terrifying looking angels <laughs> or, or, i think we've talked about this before <laughs> there's a really great oh my god i saw a tiktok it was an animation and it was yeah, if you guys have seen moana i think i sent it to you um there's the scene with tamatoa the crab where he's got moana and he, uh, she's like looking one between his eyes, like he, she can't decide. He's like, pick an eye, just just pick an eye. But it's that, but it's a guy being confronted by a, a biblical angel, one of the ones with the rings of eyes, and he's like, just pick an eye, just just pick an eye. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny. Um, but yeah, Dean gets a little bit upset with Cass, which is fair. Um, the he's like you know because Cass says angels are warriors of God and Dean's like well why didn't you fight and Cass is like I'm not here to perch on your shoulder we had larger concerns um Dean's like like people were dying uh where the hell is your boss like if God really exists where is he and Cass is like there's a God and Dean says like he's not convinced because like if there is a God then what the hell is he waiting for um and Cass starts to say, the Lord works. And Dean says, if you say in mysterious ways, so help me, I will kick your ass. <laughs> and Cass is like, he like does a little, the, the cutest little shrug. And he's like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> this whole like speech, like, it's just really hit home for me. Like, uh-huh. Dean's speech. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, because Dean specifically says, if there's a God, what the hell is he waiting for? Genocide? Monsters roaming the earth? The freaking apocalypse? At what point does he lift a damn finger and help the poor bastards who are stuck down here? Yeah. Yeah. As a deconstructing Christian, that hit hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, he Dean's like, Bobby said the, the witnesses, it was some kind of sign of the apocalypse, and Cass says that's why the angels are here. Um... There are big things going on. Dean says, do I want to know what kind of things? Cass says, I sincerely doubt it. I don't know if you guys can hear the dog. I'm sure they can. (laughs) You are obnoxious. Okay. Um, He says that the rising of the witnesses is one of the 66 seals. And we are not going to delve too deep into these tonight. The wiki is the Wikipedia page for the seals is so long, and in the Bible there's only seven seals, I think. Um, but 
the there's more I, I don't really know where they got the number 66 from i think because cass says there are like 600 seals but only 66 need to be broken i don't mm-hmm. know if they explain that in this moment but um he explains that the seals are being broken by lilith um, she did the spell she brought the witnesses back um cass hey. says do you need to go potty Um, so, the cast has just revealed that Lilith is breaking seals, she brought the witnesses, she she rose the witnesses. Rose the witnesses is a weird way to word that, but I think it's grammatically correct. (laughs) (laughs) She raised the witnesses, I feel like that's more right. That sounds right. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, Cass says that 20 other hunters are dead. Um, uh... So, the Dean says they put the spirits back to rest, but Cass says that that doesn't matter because the seal was already broken. Cass explains that the seals are like locks on a door, and when the last one opens, Lucifer is freed. That This is why angels are back. Um, Dean's like, Lucifer is just a story told to baby demons in Demon Sunday School. Uh, Cass is like, you didn't think angels existed until three days ago, so... <laughs> Which, fair. Um, Dean asks why the... He, he asks again why the angels didn't help stop the seal, and San, or Cass says that the armies of heaven have bigger concerns. Um, he says that their numbers are not unlimited. Six angels died in battle this week, and they are not here on earth to follow Dean around um, and just help him whenever he wants their help. Um, Cass says that there's a bigger picture at hand, and Dean should show him some more respect. Uh, he specifically says, I dragged you out of hell, I can throw you back in. Which is Cass's version of, I brought you into this world, I can take you out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, Dean wakes up, and it was all a dream. So, which, this is a normal thing for Cass. He likes to come say hi in dreams. <laughs> so, the next, Dean wakes up in the morning, um, Sam's kind of getting ready for the day, and Dean asks Sam, um, he's like, so you really have no problem believing in, like, God and angels and stuff? Uh, and Sam's like, no, not really, and Dean says, uh, I guess that means you believe in the devil, and Sam's like, why are you asking? Uh, and then we just get, like, kind of a lingering shot on Dean's face, and that is where the episode ends. This episode should be called Dean's Existential Crisis. <laughs> Well, that is basically what it is called, because Are You There, God? It's Me, Dean Winchester is a reference to um, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, which is, where is the trivia thing? Um, It's a reference, so it's a reference to Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret by Judy Bloom, published in 1970. It followed a young girl's exploration of her spirituality as she also deals with the other matters of adolescence, like getting her period and her search for identity. Um, the title may also be in reference to the cartoon The Venture Bros, Season 1, Episode 9, Are You There, God? It's Me, Dean, or an obvious reference to the work cited above. The Venture Bros is also a show that Ben Edlund contributed scripts to. Ben Edlund um, is one of the writers, was one of the writers on Supernatural. So he's his name is actually, there's a character we'll meet who part of his name is a reference to Ben Edlund. But yeah, Are You There, God? It's Me, Dean Winchester is literally a reference to a story about a girl exploring her spirituality. 
Yeah. So that works. <laughs> basically, Dean's existential crisis. <laughs> Chloe. Oh my god. She's pulling so hard. You have so much energy for three in the morning. Good lord, dog. You think you slept all day or something? She did. <laughs> in her she, crate for a while. She. So Haley has been off work for re- for multitude of reasons. Um, but that means that she's home all day right now. And so, so instead of Chloe being in her crate while we're both at work, Chloe's just hanging out with Haley all day, which is great. She's being a little cute snuggle buddy, keeping Haley company. But it means that Haley is mom. Uh, and mom is not that exciting because mom is here all the time and I am dad and dad goes to work and then dad comes home which makes dad more of a novelty <laughs> so and she wants to play with dad she just wants to play all the time and I feel bad <laughs> and I get home from work and I'm so tired hi but yeah apparently I am the dad in this household now at least I mean I right built the now. furniture so <laughs> I built furniture too. You do. I built. You built a Lego house. You did actually do most of this desk. What was I doing? Were we working on the two at the same time? No, you were cooking or something. I was cooking. I was cooking and Babe built my desk, which was very sweet. Yeah. I love you. I can't kiss you right on the lips right now because she's been eating Cheeto baked, (laughs) aka poison in a chip bag. But yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on this episode? No, I thought it was pretty good. It's a good episode, huh? Yeah. It's this is the way that season four and five go. Is the monster, especially season four, is the monster of the week episodes that are also tied into the main plot. Because mm-hmm. like ghosts, that's pretty typical. Um, but there's a reason behind it. But there's a reason behind like the ghosts. A random. Yeah. Experience. Oh, yeah. It literally says in the Tribune references, the rise of the witnesses takes inspiration from the biblical story in Revelation 11 called the two witnesses. So. There's also a SeaWorld reference because Cass says the rising of the witnesses is one of the 66 seals and Dean says, I'm guessing that's not a show at SeaWorld. Yeah, that's funny. Also, him talking about the... Apocalypse and gas oh, prices. Oh yeah, he says the four horsemen, pestilence, five dollar a gallon gas apocalypse. Hey, that happened already. Guess what? Yes. <laughs> it went more than that. There were some places where it was like nearing ten dollars a gallon. It even says on here. Although this is an offhand joke in two thousand eight when this episode aired, this line turned out to be quite prophetic. In twenty twenty two, gas prices in America jumped to a five dollar a gallon after oil supply from Russia was cut off a result of their invasion of Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. It's there were some there places where I know it was higher than that, but yeah. Did we reach five dollars here? I don't it was quite, close. But... It got really close. We got into the high four dollars. It was like yeah. in the like the four nineties, but I don't think we actually officially reached five dollars. That was just for unleaded. Point. Yeah. If you got like more of the premium or diesel, it was over oh, $5. you were fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, money. Say, sayonara into your bank account. Like, but yeah, this is a good episode though. Um, wow, 20 hunters were killed by the witnesses. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that many. That's a lot. And six oh, angels. And six angels. Um, so the six angels weren't killed by the witnesses, but they were killed in battles revolt related right. to the different seals. So, Which um, I assume we'll find out more later about that. 
Yeah, we'll learn more about the other seals. So, because that's what, that's, I think you said, well, if we're watching the episode, you're like, ah, oh, there's our plot for this season. Yeah. <laughs> it's trying to stop the 66 seals from being broken. Season two, it was keeping Hell's Gates closed. This time it's keeping Lucifer in his cage, I guess. Yep. <laughs> yep. So. But yeah, I think that was a pretty decent episode. Who plays Lucifer? Mark Pellegrino. Okay. I think I met him. Did you? With you, when he came. No, that's Mark Shepard. I know, but I feel like I met the other guy, too, at some point. I've never met Mark Pellegrino. Because I, I met like, him with my mom once. I don't like him. Oh, okay. It might have been with your mom. I personally have an aversion to Mark Pellegrino as a human being. He's a very talented actor when he's given a good script. He's very, very talented. I'm he's been sure in a I lot of things. I and I'm like, I don't know who you are, but okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a very skilled actor. He does a really good job as Lucifer. But as a human being, not a fan. <laughs> What's, what did he do? He's like a... He's basically a douchebag. <laughs> he's kind <laughs> yeah. of a dick. He, he, like, he made a rape joke at a convention. Mm-hmm. And then it was like like didn't he like was like it was just a joke kind of and he like has a whole like anti-bullying campaign but also his like fans he's like encouraged them to bully other people basically mm. um like it's specifically one of the things i can think of is was a, a muslim woman i think mm. so like yeah he's in general i just don't like him as a human being but i can appreciate that he's a very good actor and he plays oh. a really good lucifer well um so Give him a good script. He can do a good job. Does he appear this season? No. Okay. We won't meet him till next season. What about Crowley? Crowley, we also don't meet till next season. Okay. Yeah. Do we meet anybody else? Um, we're gonna meet some more angels. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Played by some very, very, very good actors. Um, we're also gonna meet some more big oh. demons. I know we're going to meet God at some point. <laughs> I accidentally spoiled that one. <laughs> I think my mom told me that a long oh, time ago, too. Okay. I think Harold also told me, so... Yeah. I don't know how it connects to the plot. I just know... You meet him. Like, these actors have been supernatural, and this is who they've played. And I, I think, know that they'll show up at some point. I think point. I remember <laughs> in our recording with Harrow, I we were talking about Richard Spate Jr., and you were like, does he play God? And I was like, no, but he is one of his best friends plays God. And then Harold was like, um, spoiler. <laughs> I knew Richard Spate Jr. wasn't God. He's the trickster. Yeah. I think you, I don't remember. You asked something about God and I was, and huh. if he had something to do with it. I think you asked if he played God and I told you no. Because it's true. He doesn't play God. He plays trickster. Um, but Rob Benedict plays God. He's a, do you remember the... We watched Jensen's concert, the band that played before. Uh-huh. The lead singer of that band is Rob Benedict. Oh, okay. He's a cutie. I've met him. He is baby. He's so cute. God has his own band. He's friggin' adorable. <laughs> he does. Um, but yeah, that's Rob Benedict and he plays God. I am familiar with But you with don't really know what he looks like, so Mark Shepard though. Yeah. Because I've seen him in other things. Well yeah, because he's Mark friggin' Shepard. <laughs> Everybody knows Mark Shepard. If you don't Mark Shepard, you don't know Mark Shepard, you lived under a rock. Like <laughs> He's been in shows that I have seen and enjoyed. Yeah. He's so he, and Mark Shepard is great. He's a good guy. He's a good actor. Yeah. He's in um Walker Independence. 
Oh, really? Uh-huh. Um, Jake Abel is in um, Walker. Mm. You know who Jake Abel is, right? Get off my roof. <laughs> <laughs> Don't walk on my roof. It's <laughs> the weirdest line ever, but I love it. It's the best. It became, it became iconic. It's so good. <laughs> but yeah, I like Jake Abel. He's a cutie, too. But yeah, he's in him. He's in Locker. I don't know his character. He's because I haven't seen past the end of season one. He's in Supernatural too, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, we meet him this season. Oh, really? Forget about him. Yeah, we meet him this season too. He does a really good job. But yeah. We're finally into things that Babe has never seen before. I know it was exciting. This is the first Which episode. Is super fucking exciting. But I had never seen before. Yeah. So. Do you want to record another episode on Monday? You could maybe. We can watch. Uh, in the beginning? Yeah, maybe. Yeah? We could try. I kind of want to. Okay. It'll be fine. Hi! Not tickle me! Don't tickle me, I'll tickle you! Revenge for earlier. <laughs> that almost knocked her off the couch. I started tickling like, the back of her thigh. And she was laying like with her back to the edge of the couch. And she like started like leaning backwards. <laughs> and I was like, baby, don't fall. <laughs> it's February. It is February. Yay. We're nearing our two-year anniversary of the podcast. It's the beginning of April. April 4th. Hmm. Is our anniversary four years? Two. Okay. Babe, we haven't even known each other four years. I was like, <laughs> I was like, where how, did I miss that? How would that work? <laughs> we haven't had our third year anniversary. <laughs> I was confused for two seconds. I'm like, did I miss a two whole years? <laughs> no. I do want to get back into weekly episodes sooner rather than later, so it doesn't take us twenty years to finish the podcast. Because literally, the rate How we're did you going. Pick the season, the the show that has the longest running. <laughs> Fifteen. You made me happy. I know. If we can, if we can start doing um, one episode a week again. With or without Chloe interruptions. Um, if we can start doing one episode a week again, then we can finish, depending on how many, like, mashup or combo episodes we do, we can finish in, like, five years. Five years. Including the Good. years we've already done, I think. Um, okay. Because we're already almost a third of the way through. Okay. So, um, but if we keep up a one a one up an episode every other week pace it will literally take us 12 more years 11 more years oh my god yeah because we're basically doing we're basically we're basically doing one season a year yeah we definitely have to move faster exactly (laughs) we should definitely start doing combos again because that helped a lot Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think i have a couple planned for this season so but yeah that was this episode oh baby what we have an announcement. We do. We have an announcement. We do. This is very exciting. And I want to give a special shout out to Aramis for helping me with this. Um, she is the best 
Um, Once again, I'm totally hands off on the tech stuff because I, <laughs> I don't understand. Babe doesn't know how any of this works. <laughs> she knows well. she's a, a a moderator, but she doesn't know what that means beyond the fact that you could like block people or give people invitation invitations if you want them and stuff. Yeah. But we have a Discord, Discord. server. It is open to the public. Well, like to people, like the listeners, general listeners, who are not putting it behind a paywall or anything. Um, I know some podcasts have like join their Patreon, you get into the Discord. We're not going to do that. We're thinking of maybe doing Patreon exclusives in the future. Yeah, if but. we do, we would like to work towards the point of being able to have a Patreon. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, to build up our community that much. Um, and if we do do that, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will probably make some like patron exclusive channels yeah. because I would like to do like early release of the episodes so a place where the patrons can discuss the episodes without spoiling it for other discord members and things like that but that is not that's that's not gonna happen right now that's right for now later in the future our discord is just um just for anybody who wants to join so yeah. uh our we have a like set of rules there's some rules you have to follow one of the big ones being don't spoil Haley. The only person allowed to spoil Haley purely by accident is me. <laughs> <laughs> so we literally have um, separate channels for things. So like there's a separate channel for season 15. So if you have not season 15, seen season 15, you don't have to get the role that will give you that channel. Um, things like that. There's some like fanfic stuff if you would like to share some fanfiction. And as always... We are ship positive. Is All ship, ships are welcome. This is a ship and let ship community. Uh, it will always be that way. I ship Chloe and her duck. <laughs> I ship us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we are a ship positive community. We uh, we are spoiler free up and up through what the podcast, you know. Also, don't be a jerk. And also, we'll just block you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't be a jerk, or you'll get kicked, obviously. But <laughs> she's gonna get kicked off the patio. Your butt. Does anyone want a new? F- yeah. Uh, does anybody rug? want a dog? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, we do need a, a non-winter themed um, rug for the for the bathroom. The the rug in front of our toilet right now has a snowman on it. <laughs> oh yeah. Should probably get a new one. Yeah. Where'd the, the little teal one that you got for your old bathroom go? I think I chucked it. Did you? Ah, oh, that's a bummer. Maybe. Is it in a bag somewhere? Might be. I'll have to check. <coughs> Chloe Annabeth. No. <sighs> okay. She's well, giving me anxiety. <laughs> we've announced the Discord. We've finished the episode. Let's call it a night. I'm going to go make a rug after this, so... Actually, Haley can make the rug. I gotta edit. A, I gotta edit an episode. I don't know what I'm gonna call this episode. <laughs> but all right, and we will. We'll be back in a couple weeks with "In the Beginning," which is very exciting. Uh, we get some some background things, and it's fun. We get Mitch Pileggi. He's so good. Who's that? He's an actor. Okay. He's an actor. Wait, he's also a fun fact. He's in Walker. Oh. He plays um he plays um Bonham Walker, Cordell's dad. Oh. Yeah. 
I'm currently holding down the duck with my foot for Chloe to tug on. So this is how I play tug when she refuses to let me pick it up for some dumb reason. Um, but yeah, we will be back in a couple weeks with In the Beginning. And in the meantime, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. We are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all the fun places. Also, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It helps the algorithm. You can also rate the podcast on... Um, Spotify, I know you can like the episodes on Podbean, you can uh, leave comments on Podbean, which if you guys have, literally, seriously, I think we have like seven ratings on Apple Podcasts, um, or on iTunes, but we don't have any actual reviews, hmm. so if you guys want to like leave a review, we'll read it on the podcast, happily, as long as it's nice things. Say nice things, please. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say mean things. We won't read the mean things on the podcast. Um, I hate this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you have any fellow Supernatural fans that you think might be interested, tell them about us. Uh, If you would like to reach out, you can find us on Twitter at TalkAboutSamPod, on Instagram at WeNeedToTalkAboutSamPodcast, and on Tumblr and TikTok at WeNeedToTalkAboutSam. I'm LittleRedWhoCould on Twitter and TheLittleRedWhoCould on Tumblr, and Haley, my love... Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at on 3 and Tumblr at hfthoughts-blog. Yay! Thank you guys again for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. I'm going to edit so much barking out of this episode. I might just leave it all in. of your plant carcasses. Shut it! Get them a funeral. (laughs) They're just sitting there with their bones in the window. I know. I was going Kevin Doyle. No, you took good care of them. We don't know what happened to them. Kevin lasted so long. Kevin's my second born and he died. I don't know what caused that. But I got got Kevin in in the spring of 2017, I think. And then he just, for some reason, he just got sick. We moved to this new apartment, and I don't think he liked it very much, and he just got sick and died. Something about the change of the sunlight direction or yeah, warmth or something. I don't know. And then Oscar was a struggle from the beginning. He just did not like this climate. Mm-mm. The wind, too. Yeah, the wind kicked his ass, and then my... I, the thing is, is I was watering him as often as my like plant app told me to water him. But that was apparently that was too often. Apparently I was overwatering him, so I think his roots got sick and he died too. But meanwhile Harold has a million children. Look at that. Look at Bob. Bob's thriving. Look at Bob go. <laughs> Which is funny because I forgot to water him for like two months. That's what he's Bob thrives on. <laughs> Bob loves not going not getting watered. That's why he's the perfect plant yeah. for people like us. Katie's dying. Bob is a succulent. Yeah. Victoria's doing good. She's a cactus. <laughs> so know. is Roberta. Yeah, Roberta's doing good. Roberta might like a bigger pot. She needs a bigger pot. A little bit, but yeah. I also I was gonna water her the other day, but I didn't have anywhere to water her. I'm gonna come up with a name for a new bamboo too. Well, what's what do you want to name your bamboo? I don't know.
You'll think of something. <laughs> They've got a new um, bamboo from Trader Joe's. <laughs> I've forgotten to water. I watered it. It's okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's good. Chloe and Beth. Um, now is not the time. What? Comment below. <laughs> I should name my bamboo. A, a name suggestion for Haley's bamboo. I'd love to hear it. They can actually, people can leave comments on Podbean. Really? Yeah, no one ever has, but if you listen to us via Podbean, you can leave comments. And we will see them and we will read them. 